Thank you for joining us today with Newly Awakened Ministries. Hello, everyone. Greetings in the name of Yeshua. I am Brian Simon of Newly Awakened Ministries, and I am inviting you to fuel the flame. Hallelujah. Today on our talk, I want to just dig into something. Actually, it's something very simple, um, but it can be actually very dynamic. So we're just going to begin now. This is what I'm going to call this particular session. Are you thirsty? Pretty simple, right? Think about that for just a moment. Are you thirsty? All right, the follow-up question. What are you going to do about it? Let's do it. Fan the flame. Let's dig in, see what we can uncover. All right, outstanding. Well, it seems pretty simple. You wouldn't think it is too grand of a thing to ask, right? Typically, it's very simple, very concise. A yes or no answer. No big deal. What if, what if we were talking about, what does it do for us spiritually speaking? Are you thirsty spiritually? What are you going to do about it spiritually? We kind of know how it works, thirst physically, but let's dig into a little, I know I keep saying dig in, let's just get into trying to excavate and find out what all does the meaning thirst really encompass so this is what happens when you look that up in google if you google the word thirst you'll find out a few different things um, primarily one a feeling of needing or wanting to drink something two it's a lack of the liquid needed to sustain life wow i can see that being pretty important spoiler alert we're probably going to dig into that a little bit later three a strong desire for something all right, so we know it's a desire for something. We know it's a needing or wanting to drink something. And we know that it's the lack of the liquid needed to sustain life. And that's just Google. That's just Googling it. Um, what are some synonyms of the word thirst? Well, check this out. Craving. Strong. Avidity. Hunger. Veracity. Keenness. Eagerness. Lust appetite passion love itch like you have an itch for something a fancy for something down south you have a hankering a thirstiness a dryness a dehydration a craving a want you're coveting you desire a longing and a yearning well you know what that's paints a whole different picture when you start to look at some of the descriptive words or replacement substitution words for thirst so now is take a look at the word of god let's see how many times do we see the word thirst in the bible i'm going to look out of the amplified that's what i like to read out of um, in the new king james version in the in the new international version it's 35 to 36 times in the bible you'll find the word thirst in the amplified it's 33 times there are 22 times it's in the Old Testament. The Hebrew root word is same. The New Testament is found 11 times, and it's the Greek word dipsos. 
so let's let's dig in. Let's I'm gonna use the the new Unger Bible dictionary to see what it actually defines as the definition of thirst. This is what the new Unger Bible dictionary says. A painful sensation occasioned by the absence of liquids from the stomach. This sensation is sometimes accompanied by vehement desire. Wow, vehement is a, that's a very descriptive word. Let's, um, let's break that word down, see what it says. It is the showing a very strong feeling. It is forceful, it is passionate, it is intense. A vehement usually means marked by forceful energy, marked by intensity of feeling or conviction, emphatic. Here are some synonyms for vehement, and you'll recognize many of these are the same synonyms that describe the word thirst. Passionate, forceful, ardent, impassioned, heated, spirited, urgent, fervent. Fervid, strong, forcible, forcible, powerful, emphatic, vigorous, animated, intense, violent, fierce, eager, keen, enthusiastic, zealous, fanatical, loud, noisy, clamorous, vocal, vociferous, outspoken, strident, forthright, insistent. I mean, you can see how it's painting this picture. Thirst actually can be a whole lot of different things. So let's, let's see what this simple little six-letter word, thirst, seems so plain and concise. Let's see what it does when we research it a little bit and see what we can uncover. We actually find, by looking at the synonyms, it paints a vastly passionate, intense and fiercely emphatic desire or picture of get this another six letter word hunger they basically can be used interchangeably so we got thirst and we know that's talking about water but we dig down into it we see all these synonyms it's very similar to the same synonyms as hunger would be. So you know we can be passionate, we can be forcible, we can be vigorous, we can be animated, intense, violent, fierce. I'm sure you've had those moments <laughs> when you go to get food at a amusement park, um, a busy restaurant. I mean, people are people. There's circumstances all the time, so you're going to run into things. But we got this simple little six-letter word, thirst. So similar to the six-letter simple word hunger. Let's just turn it, look at it spiritually, and see what kind of world it opens up, spiritually speaking. Honestly, when we start thinking about spiritual thirst, spiritual hunger, it opens a plethora of potentially different scenarios. It can be subtle. It can be clamorous and noisy. It could even be violent. It could be passionate. It can be loving. It can be spirited. It can be animated. I mean, there's so many different ways that this can apply to our lives in different situations.
what we need to keep in mind is this. Life is going to constantly bring confrontations, situations, and you know what? They sound kind of negative. Let's just say this. Opportunities. Life is going to bring various opportunities. These opportunities can do two things, and this is where we need to focus. They can either parch or they can replenish. So we talk about thirst spiritually. These opportunities in life, they can either parch or they can replenish the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. Now we are called as a a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We are ambassadors of the kingdom. We need to be full of rivers of living water. So when these, um, like I say, confrontations, opportunities arise, we can spill forth the word of God and the river of life, not be one to parch or to um, squelch or quench what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So let's look at some examples in the Word. We're going to look a lot in Psalms. I got three main ones I wanted to point out. Psalm 42 2. Psalm 42 2, and I'm reading out of the Amplified, says, My inner self thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? And there are two um, referenced verses out of that when you dig into it, two references, cross-references for the word thirst that also talk about thirst in John 7, 37 and 1 Thessalonians 1, 9 and 10, which we will hit that a little bit later because um, I definitely want you to be able to see those also. But let's jump down to Psalm 63. Psalm 63, the first verse. God, you are my God. Earnestly will I seek you, my inner self thirsts for you. My flesh longs and is faint for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So there's no water, but he's hungering and he thirsts, not so much for the water, for the Lord. Hunger and thirst for the Lord. Man, how awesome. How awesome is that? We've got to, I mean, we're in such an environment right now in the world. We've got to be to a place where we have such a spiritual thirst. Well, I don't want to ruin it. We're going to get into it in the end a little bit, so let's just keep going. Psalm 143.6. I, I spread forth my hands to you. My soul thirsts after you like a thirsty land for water. Selah. means to pause and calmly think of that. My soul thirsts after you like a thirsty land seeks for water. Are we that passionate? Are we that tuned in? Are we that focused? Obviously, talking about all this stuff, we know what thirst is. So the second question that I started with in the beginning, what do we do about it? What do you do if you're parched, spiritually speaking? What, what do you do if, if you feel like you've poured out all that you have and you're just dry and weary? What do we do? What of our thirst for him Maybe it's lost its fervor. Maybe it's lost its savor. You pour out, you pour out, you pour out. We've got to fill up to be restored so we can continue on. What if we get to that place out of doing the work of ministry and out of doing things for the kingdom that we just, that edge is taken and, and we begin to feel dry 
or parts. What? You know what? It almost sounds like salt, right? When it loses its flavor and, it, it, and, it, and it's not effective anymore. There's a Chinese proverb that says this. It says, dig the well before you're thirsty. Now, I'm not into Chinese proverbs, but I do want to say that has a point. Dig the well before you're thirsty. So how do we apply that spiritually? To avoid getting thirsty, we need to be proactive, not reactive. We need to be in front of the situation, in front of the opportunity, as I said earlier. Not behind the ball. We need to be in front. We need to be proactive. How, what, what is proactive to stop thirst? We got to be devouring the word. We got to be filled with the rivers of living water of Holy Spirit of the Lord. Um, believe it or not, Gatorade even had a very popular tagline and a slogan that makes a real simple solution to satisfying the thirst issue. And you probably, when I say this, you'll remember the commercials they were as people working out or exercising or doing sports and they would sweat and their perspiration was the color of the Gatorade that they were drinking. And this was their tagline, rehydrate, replenish, and refuel. Think about that. Rehydrate, replenish, and refuel. Well, I'm pretty sure they weren't talking about the spiritual ramifications of thirst, but oh my, how that actually applies to our spiritual life. Rehydrate, replenish, and refuel. So what causes thirst? Well, first we know this. It's the lack of the liquid that is needed to sustain life. Even a Google search told us this. The lack of the liquid needed to sustain life. Why? Why is, why is that liquid so um, life-giving? What is it about water? Did you know the human adult body is made up of about 60% water? 60%. That's the adult body. As you're younger, it's as high as 75 and 80%. And as you get older, it, it kind of evens out, goes down to about 60% water. So what happens? You remove the water you're only 40% existent. If we remove the water that makes us, that's 60% of who we are, we disappear, we vanish. Doesn't that paint a picture? He designed us from the beginning to be thirsty and to be hungry. Why? Because we are sustained by our thirst and our hunger. What we put in sustains and, and fulfills us. Now, we can put in junk that will obviously turn it the opposite way and maybe potentially shorten lifespan, or we can put in the good stuff and prosper. We're going to dig into it a little bit later, a little bit more. Um, but we were created to be thirsty and hungry for him. It's about relationship. He put it in us, yes, but it's because... He wanted us to become one with him. This is what it says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Love this verse. But he replied, It has been written, Man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Every word. So you know what? We don't 
and I know we're talking about thirst, and we're going to break it down. You know, it's a six-letter word, thirst. Well, there's also another six-letter word, and all the synonyms of the two kind of match each other, and that is hunger. We'll get there. Um, let's look at Amos 8.11. Amos 8.11 says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, when I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but a famine for hearing the words of the Lord. I believe we're very much in a place where people just don't want to hear the words of the Lord. But you know what the life-giving river is? It is the words of the Lord. We've got to be replenished. We've got to be renewed. We've got to be refueled, rehydrated. We've got to be in the Word. The Word is absolutely essential. How do we do these things? How do we rehydrate? How do we replenish? How do we refuel? John 4.14. Love this. But whoever takes a drink of the water that I will give him, this is Jesus speaking, shall never, no, never be thirsty anymore, but the water that I will give him shall become a spring of water welling up, flowing, bubbling, continually, remember that, within him unto, into, and for eternal life. Wow, this is an amplified. Think about that. The water that he gives will become a spring of water that flows and bubbles up continually within us for eternal life. Powerful. John 7, verse 38. He who believes in me, he who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture is said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. Wow, that is mind-blowing. If we can just be focused on him, if we can cleave to him, we can trust him, we can rely on him, and we're in the word. Why? It says, even in that verse, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. Oh, hallelujah. Proverbs 18.4. The words of a discreet and wise man's mouth are like deep waters, plenteous and difficult to fathom, and the fountain of skillful and godly wisdom is like a gushing stream, sparkling, fresh, pure, and life-giving. Do you see the importance if we can be rehydrated with the Word and we can thirst for Jesus and His presence and Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritually prosperous are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the uprightness and right standing with God, for they shall be completely satisfied. So we see a lot of continuously, and now we're seeing completely. You know what? How do we rehydrate? We've got to be in fellowship with the Father. We've got to be full of the Word. Set your mind on Him and prophesy to yourself like David did. It's so important to set our minds in the correct place. This is what David did. He did it twice. You can find it in, in well, I mean, he does it all through the Psalms. But there's two places specifically where it is the exact same thing he does. Psalm 42.11 and Psalm 43.5. And 42 is not very long, so it's only a few verses down. 
4211 says, Why are you cast down, O my inner self? Why should you moan over me and be disquieted within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him, for I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. He decrees to himself, Why are you downtrodden? Why are you doing this, O my soul? Why are you moaning and being disquieted? You hope in God and you expectantly wait for him. And you praise him regardless. I love that. Well, check this out. That's kind of like on a positive note, praise no matter what. Psalm 43, it's the exact same verse with one word at the end that is different. Why are you cast down, O my inner self? Why should you moan over me and be disquieted within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him, for I shall yet praise him who is the help of my sad countenance and my God. You know what? Every situation, I believe it's pointing out every situation. It don't matter if you're happy. don't matter if you're sad. don't matter if you're just feeling in between and blah. You know what? We need to get into it. We need to praise the Lord and we need to say to our body, self in the name of Jesus, you're going to praise him because he is the help of your countenance. He is the help of your body. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to give you what you need. You need to hunger and thirst after him. If we can just prophesy to ourselves, self, you will serve the Lord with fervor and passion. Vigorously, fiercely, will you go after him and praise him? Man, I believe we'll see a change. We'll see an action. We'll see a response. Why? Because the word of the Lord always go forth. And accomplishes everything it's sought out to do. Man, how awesome David in all these crazy situations that he was in. Even on the down low, he's still speaking to himself and saying, Self, you will praise him. Why are you weeping? Why are you down? You put your hope in him, for he is faithful and trustworthy. Hallelujah, that's so good. If we pursue him with that fierce, exuberant, and passionate thirst, we'll get to a state of complete and continued satisfaction. We read it in Matthew 5, 6. I want to read it here now at the end of the Bible in Revelation 7, 16. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst anymore. What is that? That is complete satisfaction. Matthew 5, 6 again, that is continuous satisfaction. Complete and continuous satisfaction. I love that. It's so powerful. John 4, 14, continually bubbling within him to eternal life. Praise the Lord. So good. Here's the key. I'm wrapping with this. Now more than ever before, as Rick Pino sang in his song called The Martyr Song, it's off his album, Songs for an End Time Army. It's time to raise up an army of laid down lovers. I'm gonna go ahead and begin to play this song because it's just one of them songs where we need to get to a place where we just love him we go after him it's a place where when we thirst in him we hunger for him 
How ironic, both little six-letter words, right? Hunger, thirst. All of the synonyms of both words are, are virtually the same. If we can get to a place where we're just exuberantly and violently in love, reckless abandon, pursuing Him, He'll fill us with rivers of living water. So awesome. We need to become that army of laid down lovers. So I'm going to leave you with this statement. We can never empty the fountain or exhaust the river of living water. We are to be drinking every moment, all the time, continuously. God never, listen to this, God never creates a hunger and a thirst that he does not first intend to fill to overflowing. I want you to catch that. God never creates a hunger or thirst that he did not first intend to fill to overflowing. It's available. It's accessible. It's in his word. Fountains of living water. Let them spring up. Prophesy to yourself. I will overflow like a fountain of living water. The words of this song are so powerful. If we die with him, we will live with him. If we move with him, we will rule with him. If we lay down with the lamb, we will roar with the lion of Judah. We'll roar with the lion of Judah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you for this time together, Lord. I ask, Father, that everyone listening, Lord, you would just supernaturally replenish, rehydrate, and refuel with fervor, fire, vigorous passion for your word, your Holy Spirit, and Lord, that we truly would become an army of laid down lovers. Lord, that we will have laid down ourselves and we have stood up with you. And Lord, when you say go, we go. When you say no, it's no. And Father, I just bless everyone that is listening and that has joined. And Lord, we ask, Father, Holy Spirit, impregnate this word that it would just birth such a passion and a deep-seated, authentic thirst for more of you. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out Newly Awakened Ministries. We're on various media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Audible, and YouTube. Um, you can go back and listen to this if, if you got some key points you want to be encouraged. Check out our previous episodes. This team is such a great ministry collective here at Newly Awakened. So honored to be a part. I am sure you'll be blessed. Till next time, fuel the flame. Thank you for listening to this week's Fuel the Flame from Newly Awakened Ministries. You can follow Newly Awakened Ministries on Facebook and Instagram. You can also connect with us through newlyawakenedministries.com.